and welcome to another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Janae. I am Nakia. And I'm Amari. So we're going to start with a Kia segment this week in Black History. I just realized that I introduced myself as Nakia, and I keep forgetting that sometimes I introduce myself as Nakia or Kia. I was really blown away by that, too, because you rarely call yourself Nakia. I rarely do, because at my new job, they start calling me by my full name now. Mm. So it's different for me. But yeah, I, I like it, your though. name is not Thank actually you. Kia. Yeah. I, but some people... So in college, I only went by Kia, and people... My friends from, like, three years would be like, I, I had no idea your full name was Nakia. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyway, so if y'all hear Nakia or Kia, it's the same person. It's me, y'all. Uh, okay. So October 28th, 1914, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity was founded at Howard University. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to say incorporated because you know how the Greeks are like, incorporated. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. But thought that was pretty cool. Um, 1914 is a long time ago. So it's pretty dope that our black fraternities are, you know, have been there for a while. Um, I think... Almost all of them started at Howard. I should know this. My mom's a Zeta, but you know, um, I'm there were some that started at not at. Howard, you know what? Right? I'm not even going to speak on it because I'm not 100 percent true. Yeah, shout out to the <laughs> Greek folk. <laughs> um, I don't really know, but that's pretty dope. And then we have October 30th, 1966. Huey Newton and Bobby Seal, students at a California college, created the Black Panther Party for self defense. A- yes, pretty. Do- it's cr- pretty dope that that. Like, how much can start in college? Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, you can start a whole movement and, like, organizations that last forever. When I, I think... think it, oh, sorry. I'm no, you're fine. I was just going to say, I think it's important that, you know, a lot of people just say the Black Panther Party, but they forget what it was actually created for. And the mm-hmm. for self-defense is very crucial in that. Mm-hmm. Amari mm-hmm. always up to date on her history. She is. Because people try to be coming for us. And I'm like, y'all need to recognize why this was created in the first place so we could protect ourselves because the police weren't protecting us. Yes. Exactly. There's so many things that um, our public school didn't tell us. And it's, it's actually quite shocking because I learned a lot about this after school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, FBI really be killing whole ass people yeah for no reason. like i had to write a 20 page paper about the black panther party in uh college and i there was just so much that they do not tell you in school like in school in high school specifically you are told about martin luther king mm-hmm. rosa parks Ma- rosa parks frederick Douglass, um uh, maybe malcolm x maybe maybe that's pushing it and maybe exactly. he's like a, a, and, he's yeah, like a one Tubman. sentence um and then like anything you hear about the black panther party is saturated with like they were an extremist group mm-hmm. and it does not talk about all the fantastic things that the black panther party did for the black community like starting the free lunch program yep. for mm-hmm. kids or having programs in place for black elderly people like they do not talk about any of that stuff it's crazy you gotta keep educated stay woke you know what i'm saying okay mm-hmm. just have to say that was important <laughs> all right so amari <laughs> yes so on to black professionals we love because there's so many This week, I wanted to highlight Glory Edom. I probably butchered her last name, but she is... I feel like all the professionals I highlight have to do with books. I'm sorry, guys. That's like really redundant. It's okay. But (laughs) she's the founder of Well-Read Black Girl, which is a book club turned 
book festival in Brooklyn. And she started it in 2015 to really showcase Black women in literature and expose readers to the incredible works that Black women have created. And I think that's super important because I didn't even find out who Maya Angelou was until my junior year of high school. The fact that no one put a book in front of me by her is insane. Um, And so, yeah, she just really wanted to highlight these important voices. So she started a book club. She has book meetings and readings and chats across social media. And the book festival is actually coming up on November 2nd and 3rd. So if you haven't gotten tickets, really consider getting tickets. Please do. Rachel and I actually got the had the pleasure of meeting Glory at one of her readings last year at the Brooklyn Museum. And she was super friendly and just very encouraging. And when I expressed to her that I would love to create a community around books similar to what she's created for Black women, she was like, you can totally do that. Like, you just need to just do it. And I was like, damn, Glory, you're right. I need to just do it. Um, So I just wanted to thank her for creating this space and taking up her space as a Black woman by highlighting other Black female voices. Thank you for that. Thank you, Glory. (laughs) Um, Rachel, want to bring us into our topic for this week? This episode's topic is Black women aren't allowed to be introverted. And I, myself, Rachel Fowler <laughs> is an introvert. I too, Rachel Fowler. I'm an <laughs> and um, I've never had a problem with being an introvert until I was like around college when mm. people would ask me like, oh, why are you so quiet? Like, why are you so quiet? Like, it's, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And in grade school, you know, everyone, oh, that's Rachel. Rachel, she's she's quiet. You know, no one ever questioned why I was the way I am. And um, I started to question myself, too. Like, why am I this way? And it happened when I was at work. And um, so I have a coworker. She's Asian. And everyone knows that she's quiet. She's to herself. And everyone accepts that. No one questions her. No one says, oh, um, I'm not going to say her name. Like, why are you so quiet? No one says anything. And we threw um, a party for her, a surprise party. And um, they were just, like, figuring how to surprise her because they knew, like, how quiet she was. And like, oh, yeah, that's just her. That's how she is. But for me, you know, people question why I'm reserved to myself. And I just come to work, do what I have to do, say hello, make small talk, so have small conversations, and that's it. Um, people would automatically assume that I am stuck up or I'm a bitch or uh, I think I'm better than everyone. No one ever, you know, thinks that, oh, she just might be shy or she just might be introverted and um I would like have to like sometimes I would go to the bathroom after and I'm like why like why am I like why am I this way what was wrong with me and then it was just one day um the article that you sent I read that article and it was a black woman talking about being introverted and I was just like it's not just me like, I'm not, I'm not the only one. And that just made me feel so much better. And I think that's why it's so important to just women of color, just talk about your experiences because you never know who might relate, who, who might relate to your, your, your experience and whom, who you may um, help. And I saw this um, post on Instagram and hold on. Here it is. 
Um, I don't know who who wrote this. The um, author's unknown, but it says, "Yes, I am. I am. I am an introvert. I'm not shy. I'm a noticer. I'm a thinker. I'm an observer. I'm not stuck up. I'm not antisocial. I treasure my solitude." I'm not a fan of small talk. I prefer a few close friends. I'm reserved until I'm not. I appreciate true connection. If we connect, you matter to me. Mm. And I think that was well said. Well, well written. Sorry. Well written. Yeah. And I think like it doesn't help that the the stereotypes around black women are that like we're mm-hmm. loud mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're kind of like in your face about things and stuff. And they like just kind of blanket that over everyone. So it's like the, People expect you to kind of have this performer attitude. Yes. Um, and it's like, I'm not here to perform for you. Mm-hmm. I can be quiet and reserved and that's okay. Like, I don't have to be, like you said, like people, because people associate, like if you're quiet, you're stuck up and you're a bitch. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I have anything to add right now. So I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had an, an interesting, I guess, maybe opposite experience mm-hmm. as you, Rachel, because my entire life I've been like, an extrovert, you know, I've been like the person who states what they're thinking and is always like, nah. um, but then once I got into, you know, my professional life, career, what have you, um, I kind of like fell into this very, very quiet space where coming into you know, my first really professional environment besides internships, because internships are one thing, right? You're not expected to do much. There's no weight, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started working, I felt uncomfortable. So I was quiet. I didn't want to come off as is too brash or too loud. So I was quiet. I also did not feel like any type of secureness in my job at all. So I was quiet. And then it kind of hit me the way people saw me at my job one day because we were talking about, um, I can't remember the name of the personality. T- oh, the Meyer Briggs, the Meyer Briggs mm-hmm. personality mm-hmm. test where you have Are like you the, ENTJ. <laughs> I'm an EN something J. I know the name of mine is like the warlord. Oh, okay. Um, Damn. But I, I know, right? Um, but I read it and I was like, this is so accurate. I'm so <laughs> But anyway, um, so people were trying to, in our little Slack chat, were trying to figure out who is what. And then one of my coworkers was like, oh, Janae, I bet you're like shy, um, introvert, knowledge based, whatever. The and opposite. I was like, and I was the complete opposite. Mm. Like my really me is like, Wah! like that's <laughs> how I am. And it was just, it was just really, really funny because I just looked around the room and I was like, y'all really think don't that I, y'all really you don't, don't know, me at, know me at all. You guys really think, and that's completely fine. It was just a moment for me where it was like, I thought that I would always be that person who was just brash and said everything that was on their mind and everyone knew as a person who's very forward, but it was like, I've, I've fallen into this other space and it's not a good or a bad thing. It was just a moment where I was like, Hmm, I can be quiet. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, well, since we worked at the same place, I can go off that, but, uh, well, one, I want to reference the article that, um, Rachel was talking about, we'll post this on our socials, but it's called black women aren't allowed to be introverted. And it is by, I might mess up her name. Sikoa. That's S E 
Q-U-O-I-A Holmes. Um, it's on Bessie. I don't know if that's how you pronounce this outlet, but it's from Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Oh. It's her, like, media company. Oh. Um, but I thought it was really cool because in this article, like Rachel said, it was about how like people are expecting her to be loud and obnoxious because the stereotypes with black women are loud obnoxious whatever and they associate black people being able to like entertain you so in the article she's like i'm growing up uh people will be like oh you're not funny because you're not entertaining us and they're just so used to black people being loud and obnoxious and say something funny say something ghetto whatever like you're their little entertainer she's like that's not me so you know it was a tough time making friends and um she talked about how like rachel said she had like asian and white counterparts who were just like known for being shy and introverted and they had never gotten any bad feedback but for her it was like oh speak up mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. whatever and then she mentions like the term oreo in this um article which is why she hits it yeah so i'm gonna tweet her about this episode but yeah based off like what janae said like i well actually growing up i was super introverted and i think just coming into my own like towards the end of high school and college it was like known like he is extrovert like i had radio and like everyone knew i would say some crazy stuff on radio like it was just like a known thing um like dear white people is literally based off my life just saying um (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so i would be saying the crazy stuff on radio um so it was just always like i'd never had a problem saying what i wanted to say and then going to my first job you know uh it was a really hard time for me to fit in like it was like seven months in and i had talked to my boss i was like listen i it's i've been here for seven months I really don't feel like I fit into this culture. And he was like, no, it's just it's just how people are. Um, that's how people are here, whatever. And I was just like, I really feel like seven months is a long time for me to be like adjusting to this. And I felt like I didn't like I just was not. I'm the exact opposite of everyone at this culture. Like it's hipster white Williamsburg. I'm like the everything opposite. Like, so it was just hard for me, like adapting to that. I remember when we first met and we both talked about how hard it was for us to feel comfortable. And I think it was like you were seven or eight months in. I was like five months in Mm -hmm. or something like that. And we were both like, we still don't Don't, feel comfortable at all. And we're like, is this normal? Yeah. Should I feel this uncomfortable? Yeah. And then you have people saying like, oh, it's, you know, don't worry about it. But then, you know, leaving that job and going to my next job, it took me a week to get adjusted to that culture like it was it was mind-blowing it was like this feels like home Mm -hmm. um and you know obviously it's not you know perfect but the people i just like related to they're much more nicer uh we have like similar goals and interests and it was just a better fit for me and i just knew leaving that other company like a lot of that stuff was not right it wasn't okay Mm -hmm. and going off of what you said like there's times where you know, at one point I had a team of like, I think 15. And like I said, I was the only black person on the team. And I also was the only black woman. I was also the only person of color. So it was just a lot of just me. Like, like it would be us talking and we would do happy hours and stuff. And I honestly would not know what these people were talking about. <laughs> they would be talking about clothing stores I never heard of. Yeah. Bands I've never heard yeah. of. And then looking at you looking like at you're crazy, crazy because, because you don't never know. Heard of and it. it's like... Uh, culturally there's just Just a difference and then i would bring up something like hip-hop or something and people would look at me like what swag surfing what they wouldn't know stuff that i thought you know everyone knew yeah like popular dances and stuff and so i would just like be quiet because i'm like i literally cannot relate to you guys i don't you don't know what i'm talking about um and i was just like wow these people really don't know me because i'm 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 sure they thought the same thing like oh he is really introverted she's really shy whatever but in reality i'm like not that way i just have to be that way here 
And um, I had gotten my first review a year being there. And they had said like, oh, you did everything great. Like you're really great at your job. You do everything really well. You're a really good writer, whatever. And they said, the only thing we have to say to you is that we want you to speak up more. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I didn't really think about it because I was like, okay, I, you know, I will try to put myself out there and, and speak up more. And I did. But now looking back, I'm like, that is kind of, that has nothing to do with my performance review. You sat here and said that I did good at my job. You pay me to do this job and I did it well. And you said that, but I don't see how the correlation of you speaking up is related to the, you know, to the job and me getting a raise or whatever. And it's just frustrating because it's like, I know if I was Asian or white, they would have not, they would not have said mm-hmm. that stuff because the, the white girl was on the team and she, they had basically promoted her and we started the same day. So, you know, we were the same role, same day. And she didn't speak up that much. The only difference between me and her is that she could relate to them and I couldn't. And yeah. she could, she could say, contribute more to the conversation because that is her culture. She's around a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. I am not. So mm-hmm. it's just frustrating that that's like something that's expected of us when it's like, in reality, if we were another race, that wouldn't be it. And also like, it's just, it's just silly. Just let people be introverted. And if the, and it's different, like, okay, if you're like a entertainment host and you're introverted, you know, maybe that's not the right fit yeah. for you. Maybe you should speak up more. But if that's you're, your job. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're, you know, crunching numbers and do you do the job well? Like, just let us yeah, like right. mind our business and do the job. Like, we don't have to be best friends, buddy, buddy and speak up and do all this stuff. Like, just let us be introverted if I we mean, are. What yeah. I think is interesting though, too, is like, I don't know, because Rachel, you said you were kind of always, you've always been introverted, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. And like, Janae, you were like, I'm mostly, you're mostly, you, it's safe to say you're mostly extroverted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, I, st- I had like a transition where I started off very extroverted as a kid mm-hmm. and then I got more introverted. And I think it was because every time I actually did speak as I got older, the more I spoke up or said things, the more I was cut down to size mm. by adults and people my own age. Yeah. And so I just decided to be like, I'm just not going to talk. Mm-hmm. So now I find myself at this age where I'm trying to constantly like reteach myself how, um, I guess like how open and how willing I was to speak up as a kid and kind of training myself to feel that way again and not be afraid to say something and then be, um, cut down because like constantly growing up people were like oh they would just make I would say something and it's just like you're too loud or you say too much or you're too you're too proud mm-hmm. and, and this was coming from like teachers too and mm-hmm. uh, my mom's like I'm you know I'm raising a, a black woman in a very white uh, environment I have to teach her how to be strong and say stuff but as I got older I was just like you know I'm just like tired of people commenting on me and like what I have to say. So I'm just like, not going to say anything. Mm. Um, so like that, I feel like that's how I've transitioned into my kind of introverted self. I definitely want to say that it's interesting growing up. I, I was, I've started watching this show on Netflix called, um, Kim's Convenience. And this very much so has to do with what you're saying, Amari, mm-hmm. because, um, there was this, this white woman. And she brought her young child into the store and her child is running around the store, throwing stuff, acting ridiculous. And the show is about this Korean family. The parents are immigrants and there are two kids um, and they run this convenience store. So the dad is just watching this kid run around the store and he's like, you need to get a handle on your child. Like, tell your child to be quiet. And he, you know, they flash to him talking to a 
Chinese friend of his and he's saying that how when he was younger, you didn't speak. Mm-hmm. You were just quiet. You obeyed. If you looked at your parent, they would pop you on the back of the head, you know? And I look at a lot of other families of colors and, and, and people that I know who come from families of color. Um, and it, it's kind of this culture of children are seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, just moving about this world as a black woman, it's always kind of been a struggle to know my place with authority or to not know my place with authority. Because like my entire life, I've been told that, you know, you should be quiet respect your elders, Mm -hmm. be respectful no matter what. And then you come, you, you grow up and you grow into this world that closed mouth don't get fed. And sometimes your elders can be very, very disrespectful. And sometimes Mm -hmm. your elders, they're not your aunties. They're not looking after you. They don't care about you. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of this weird juxtaposition of like, you're raised to be quiet and respectful when you are around people who are more senior than you. But then once you grow into the world and you have a boss who's an asshole, it's like, how do I stand up to that? Because I was told to be respectful of someone who's my elder or more senior than me. And I, I don't, we does just, that, we just, to, we just have to retrain ourselves. Yeah, as we an do. Adult. And, um, kind of going back to what Amari was saying as how she has transitioned from being, uh, extrovert to an introvert Mm -hmm. um there for me there are some points in my life where like i'm slowly like growing and speaking out for myself speaking up for myself more like there are things that like a year ago i wouldn't do that i've done today and i'm just like wow Mm -hmm. like i think that um i'm you're still learning and like learning about yourself and learning to grow into this person um but then going back to you janae about growing up and children are seen and not heard um, it was like that also in my household and um, if like an ad- if adults were speaking in a room you had to get up and leave you couldn't Ooh. you couldn't sit there and listen to their conversation they, mm. would, they would say oh um, adults are speaking you have to leave the room Dang. so um, I definitely agree with what you're saying and I know that a lot of um Black people grew up that way, mm-hmm. but then it, it it goes back to like slavery and how it does. That's another day, but it just goes back to like <laughs> how history and how when a master was in the room, we couldn't look master in the eye. We yeah. had to look down, and we only spoke when master speaks to us. You know, so it's well, well the, the slaves them. Yeah, but, I think um, it's yeah. It just goes back to like history and how slaves were treated. Yeah, and I I think that's interesting because I feel like there are certain aspects of that that I. Like I, I relate to, but others I don't. Like I feel with my family, it was more like you just need to address the people in the room when you enter. So acknowledge that the, too, yeah, right. Acknowledge those who are older around you, and then you're free to kind of join in the conversation. I feel like my my family always talk to us as as adults, uh, and I even see it with the 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 younger relatives I have, where they're ten, but I'm. Like she's having a full on adult conversation with us and we're letting her have that space to talk. So I never really felt that way with my family. It was when I went out into the other, when I went out into the world Mm. and I tried to be respectful, but also participate in different conversations with people. And they took it as you're, you're overstepping as like a young black girl. You need Mm. to be quiet or like you can't have, you're not, you shouldn't, feel free to express that certain uh, train of thought or it's coming off as I'm being arrogant. Mm. And it's like, no, I'm just an intellectual human being and I want to participate in this conversation with you guys. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's like an interesting um, 
I don't know. I think our generation's learning a lot of things that the older generation has done that's affected us. I don't think think that's a um, a combination of like us being more open to like mental health talk and going to therapy and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I see a lot of people talking about this online, especially on Twitter, um, and like how things of the older generation are affecting you know a lot of things in our life like stuff at work and stuff in relationships and stuff and i think it's really interesting to look at that um and i know crystal from like the read talks about this a lot mm-hmm. about how and she always makes an effort to say like when people write in letters and say my mom disrespected me my grandma said something really homophobic and stuff and, and she's like you know your your parents and grandparents aren't perfect but like you should also be able to call them out on certain things yeah. you know it's unfortunate that people have families that are you know incredibly homophobic and racist and stuff but i, I am always a big believer of like in a respectful way you should call those things out yeah because, and i'm getting to that point now yeah and it's and it's like and i've you know i mean i think anyone who knows me i'm gonna say whatever <laughs> but um you know uh but i don't say it in a disrespectful way i don't think and i think uh you know if you articulate it in a way you know my parents always been really receptive of the way i talk to to talk and uh my opinions but i think that just goes i'm always a big opponent of like you know we can't fix the world we can only talk to people who will listen to us and the people around us but i think it does a lot more than we realize if we just check the people around us Mm -hmm. yeah and i thought about this a lot after the election because i always wanted to go into politics and i was really big into it i was like you know at the end of the day i'm not gonna be able to affect as many people as i wanted to in this way but you know, at the end of the day, I will always encourage people around me to do the right thing. And that is voting and, you know, checking them if they do say something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that, you know, maybe that's a little off topic, but I just feel like we can do that in respectful ways. And like, don't feel like just because someone's older than you, that their opinion's right. Because it's not all the time. Uh, sometimes it is just disrespectful and th- people live in these old mindsets and think mm-hmm. that it's okay. And it's like, no, and I'm excited to see how our generation is going to raise kids um, differently. And I just think it's going to be a lot, a lot, you know, healthier and beneficial. Mm. And I think like uh, with the introvert thing, I think it's also important that I think more people are recognizing that we are all different personality types and we're not forcing people who are introverts to be extroverts. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like we understand, you know, the, the difference between it takes energy to go into spaces with other people. So if you're an introvert, I feel like you can do that, but you also have to be able to retreat inward mm-hmm. and stay at home for a bit. And I think like we all kind of, especially when you're old and you're just older and you're just tired. I feel like we more so get that, um, having that like space to yourself is important. Yeah. I, I really had to learn that from my best friend, Sarah, who is a total introvert when you first meet her. And, you know, I, we met in college. I really, really liked her right away, but she had like these layers. It was like, I, I felt she an onion. Did she, Total onion, total (laughs) onion. You know, it was for me when I first like started getting to know her, I recognized that she's very to to the chest when it comes to talking about things that are personal. Mm -hmm. So and it was very interesting to get to know her because she's not the type of person that when you're in a group of people to be the one talking, she's the one who's just kind of like happily there Mm -hmm. and talking to her about she gets very frustrated when people always bring up how introverted she is. Like she mm-hmm. gets pissed off because mm-hmm. she's just like, this is how I am. 
That doesn't mean that I'm unhappy. It doesn't right. mean that I don't like you. It just means that I'm not going to be the, the loudest person in the room talking. And that's just right. me. And I think that she, she recently had a situation with like her boss. Um, and he said something along the lines of like, I just wish he would talk more. And she just told mm. me how much that upset her because she's like, I'm not you. And right. I shouldn't have to be. Mm -hmm. And for me, as someone who's always been an extrovert, just like watching her go through life is always so interesting because for a long time I didn't get introverts. And then once I got to know her, I was just like, everyone's different mm -hmm. and everyone has the right to to not want to speak up, you know. And for me, that wasn't even a racial thing because she's a black woman. Mm -hmm. um, it was just more so a. Uh, me being an extrovert my entire life, not understanding introverts and then getting to know her and being like, oh, and then I also met Rachel and I was like, another egg I need to crack, <laughs> another onion I need to peel. Let's do it. So, yeah. 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 Sorry, Rachel. You can go. No, no. Amara, well, you go. That's okay. I even lost my train of thought. No, but I was going to say also like the thing about introverts and like you touched on that, Janae, is that I feel like when you actually get to know introverts, they are, they also have extrovert qualities. Yeah. It just takes a time to mm -hmm. get to know them for them to open up to you. Mm -hmm. They just don't yeah. put their cards out on the table right away. No. Right. Like say just, I do. It just, it it's just cool. takes a little bit uh, more time, but like also you're the one who like you recognize that. And it's like, I feel like there's a level of patience that comes with dealing and having extroverted friends. Dude, I mean, introverted friends. Dude, that only t like that only came from my love of both Sarah and Rachel. Like, that's mm -hmm. the only reason why I was able to get there, because before that, I was like, I do not understand introverted people. Like, I, I really was like, I do not get how we're in class and you don't want to speak up about your opinion. Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't understand that. And then getting to know them was was like oh they do they just do it in a different way than i do yeah right and i think it's important i, I don't know i feel like that's an important aspect of like i'm really realizing like in every aspect of life so like dating too it's like mm -hmm. you have to realize like you know people are just different personalities are different and you know that's okay yeah. it's okay for you not to be compatible with someone i think people just have a hard time realizing like not everyone's going to be compatible with you yeah. whether that's friendships or relationship and it's okay but don't like make that other person feel bad yeah. is mm -hmm. the the right. point that's the um, point that's the point yeah and if you're listening to this it's okay to be an introvert you it's know okay. and i think it's it's a struggle like growing up um like you're thought of as like weird because you're mm -hmm. quiet and you like to draw or like you know whatever you know how people are yeah. <laughs> yeah um but it's like no that's okay and it's okay to you know not fit in like everyone else and i think like at the end of the day it's like you you really appreciate how different you are from like everyone else like mm -hmm. it's it's really awesome to not be a basic bitch okay <laughs> <laughs> All awkwardly paused and looked at each other like, huh? It's my turn. Okay. Um, so hello, everyone. On this segment, Time to Talk Mental Health, I'm going to discuss understanding the mental health of an introvert. <laughs> the Medium.com posted an article early this year titled Introversion and Mental Health by Michelle Wright. The article focused on the book, The Introvert Adva Advantage, How to Thrive in an Extroverted World by Marty Olson Laney. She writes, introverts are born quiet. Introverts are more sensitive to the neurotransmitter dopamine. When in social situations, for example, 
the introvert's brain produces more dopamine than it needs to, which causes them, the introvert, to feel overstimulated. The article also referenced Quiet, the Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. Introverts can feel a lot of pressure to live up to the this extrovert ideal. For example, an introvert may force himself to go out on a Friday night because our extroverted society tells us that socializing is healthier than wallowing up at home. Or say she may brace herself to jump in with a strong, articulate contribution contribution at the next staff meeting because our extroverted society tells us that speaking up and making ourselves heard constitutes good performance in the workplace. I don't know about you guys, but I know mentally, like, I can't go out every weekend. Um, and I always try to be honest with my friends. And, um, like, I, there are some days that I just I just need a day to myself, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends, mm-hmm. to just recuperate from, like, a long work week. So I am very grateful of my friends who are like, I get it. You know, like they understand that not every weekend I want to go out. I just need time to myself. That shit's also expensive. Yes. <laughs> Let's get down to the facts. Them Ubers home late night cost money. So to all my lovely introverts, exp- embrace who you are fully. I know sometimes it can be hard, but you can do it. And I, I still struggle with trying to fit in. And there are days... When I had to remind myself that I am who I am and that's okay. Yeah. It's more than okay. <laughs> it's more than <laughs> That okay. was a great point about like going out and the social anxiety. Yeah. That, because you do feel, especially with like social media and you see people snap and Instagram. It's right. Like, Damn, should like, I be What am I out? doing? Yeah. yeah. Social media is a lie. It is a lie. That's why I don't have it on yeah. my phone now. <laughs> Good um, for you. I'm actually like struggling with that now because I'm like, you know, my relationships with people are, are changing. Life mm-hmm. is changing. People are going their separate ways and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of like, wow. I'm used to going out Friday, Saturday, Saturday doing and <laughs> doing something all day Sunday. And now my schedule is looking real open and I'm kind of like sad about it. But I'm also telling myself, like, this is your time to focus on you. This mm-hmm. is your time to I don't know, keep your room clean. Like, it's not a bad thing that you're not going out as often. It's just weird once you've gotten used to it. Now you're like, I think it's also like a season thing. I was talking to my roommate about this today, mm-hmm. but how like I know for me, at least in the summer, I'm like, if I'm not doing anything every Friday night, every Saturday night, I feel like I'm wasting the good energy. I'm wasting mm-hmm. the sun like I yeah. should be doing this. And now that I've recently come back from vacation and it's freaking cold and stuff i'm like okay i'd have less of a desire and i feel like more of the productive mode which Mm -hmm. usually people tend to feel more productive in the fall so i think it's an adjustment of seasons and also we're in a weird time where it's like we were so used to everything everyone having the same schedule such as like us going back to school at the same time and you know at the end of the day in college like we all know we're going to be here next year as juniors we all know we're going to be next year as seniors and we're all turning 21 and you know we have very similar we're all trying to figure out our first jobs and now you know three years four years deep it's like okay we're not all on the same path yeah yeah and And some people are like moving some people having kids some people are getting married it's like damn we're not all on the same path and it's something I've had to deal with as well like allow people to be on their own path and you know I have to just you know sit back accept it and support them and it does make me sad it's like damn I just miss when all my friends have the same schedule da, 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 da. but it's yeah. like I have to let them live their own lives but it also means I have my own life too you know <laughs>
you know, it's time for my segment. <laughs> and I honestly don't have anything. I'm sorry, guys. No one really wrote in. Um, yeah. Wait, I don't know how we can get people to write in. We'll, we'll work on it. I think people are shy, too. 100%. Yeah. And we don't necessarily have the the rapport as, say, I don't know, the read yeah. or the guys we fucked. <laughs> like, we just don't have that rapport. So Yet. people are like, what? Yeah. Yet. It's coming. But right. It's like, yeah. if you listen, feel free. Because like yeah. I know y'all be listening, y'all be tweeting us. Someone said this right. is the best podcast they heard. I was like, really? Oh, yeah, someone tweeted that. Oh my god! So that was their like favorite podcast. So I was like, wow, that's really Ooh. wow. I don't know who said we, it. Ooh, Amari. We where? could take this time to shout to out talk about our favorite. Oh, sorry. Oh but... no, what were you saying? Yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> no, I was saying like because you said no one wrote us, but we could talk about our favorite things to do when we feel a little bit introverted. That Ooh, is a great oh, idea, Amari. Good. Thank wow. you. I'll start. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay. I just like, I like to cook first. Uh-huh. I like to cook a good meal. Then I like to eat in bed, watch <laughs> a movie or a TV show, and snack, snack on all day. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll go to the gym. Maybe. That's a good one. But I usually, yeah, I usually just stay at home. And then I'll probably like wear a face mask, have some like beauty time for myself. That's all. I like to relax. Relaxation's important. Yeah. Feel it. I'll go next. Okay. Mine's very similar. Paint my nails. Watch something. I've I've talked about this before, but I watch a lot of K dramas. So, like, a, get me into a good K drama, girl. I'm strapped in for the night. Um, or and and just like hanging out. I, I my favorite things are doing my nails and my hair. Those are like my self care and watching something while I'm doing my hair and my nails. So yeah, those are mine. Um, things to do when I'm alone. I like to also do my nails. Very into nails. Um, I also like to read some, you know, books or some magazines. I like to read old magazines. I'm weird. I read stuff from like two years ago. I'm weird. That's completely normal. Really? I understand understand that. Okay, because my friends be looking at me crazy because I have magazines from like 2017. And I'm like, it's so interesting to read about how we thought about this two years ago and stuff with like the election and stuff. So I just I like to read old stuff. Um, I like to watch anything comedy. I'm a huge comedy head, documentaries. Um, And I also like to do a lot of stuff like, you know, finding new music and like putting new music on my phone and stuff. And then also doing a lot of like journaling and like... I don't know, reading articles alone. I like that. And I think I'm going to start to do that a little more in the winter. Mm-hmm. Partially because I have no goddamn choice. But, um, <laughs> but you know, um, I'm excited because I feel like it's going to be a really productive fall. Really going to try to get some advertisers for so-called Oreos. Hey. If y'all can help us out. I'm going to do the promotion swap soon. So, you know. You know, we're really going to try to elevate this. I feel positive about it. Um, I feel good about it. Yeah. I do, too. It's crazy because I was talking to my mom on the phone. It was a really that's, good. That's cool. Yeah. Huh? I like to stay inside, too. Yeah, Wait, Amari, I think didn't, Amari didn't um, say what she does when she's feeling introverted. Oh. I'm okay. <laughs> no, I like to stay inside. But, <laughs> but no, but... Um, this is so funny. <laughs> if I'm not inside, I, I'm actually weird. I like to do introverted things around people. So I'll like go to a cafe, just be by myself. Or I love going to the movies by myself. Mm. And underrated. Uh, 
that's underrated. Sorry, what? I said that's yeah. underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the best thing, especially when the theater is like empty. So I love a good matinee. Yeah. Um, on a weekday sometimes. Now that I'm in grad school and I have some free time. That um, and I'm like I've oddly gone into the thing of like going to dinner by myself. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I'm gonna start doing that. I want to like dress up and go to dinner by myself. I'm gonna start doing that. That's a good one. Yeah, do that. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. Oh, I did go to the movies by myself on my birthday last year. That sounds really depressing. I also went out with friends. Okay, but (laughs) during the day I took off work, so there was nothing to do. So I went to the movies by myself. Y'all, tell me why the theater was empty because it was like two o'clock on a Wednesday. And you you could pick the seats, right? Because, I don't know, I guess that's something in New York. And tell me why, homegirl, there's literally no one else in the theater. She sat right next to me! No. <laughs> yes, People are she weird. did! That's so there's weird. There's like six of us in the theater. Hella seats open. She sat That's been happening next to my sister to a lot. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Sorry, that's why what is wrong with people for them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wanted to start that as a new segment. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Sometimes it just shows up. What is wrong with you? That's so weird. Um, well, I'm looking at our Twitter. And uh, shout out to... Uh, who said something about us? Oh, Sophia Petrillo. That's her name on Twitter, at Erica Ree. She retweeted your uh, gif, uh, Amari, that you posted from So-Called Oreos. And she said, I'm ready. Oh, for us walking into the studio. Yeah. So, shout out to you, girl. Wow. Shout out. I love that. Mm -hmm. Wow. They're ready for us. I had a story about me and my mom, but I can't even remember what I was saying. Sometimes it'd be like that. (sighs) (laughs) It was so good. Shout out, mom. I love you. You're my best friend. (laughs) This is so uncomfortable. Sit in it, Kia. Just sit in it. <laughs> sit in the silence. Oh, God. <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> I think so that we might as well just... <laughs> might. Oh, God. All right, y'all. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Follow us on all social media at so-called Oreos, and you can email email us at socalledoreos at gmail.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and Google Play. And please remember to like, rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>